0: Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and A.J. Skiftstad.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Board Games Daily. I'm Jeremiah Isley. We've got some cool stuff coming up for you today. Including some Kickstarter news about the golden sales, but the big news is we've got a guest today. Our good friend Gamer Leaf joins the show. We talk about things that are going on in the world of Gamer Leaf, how he got into gaming, and we also uh, let him introduce this week's game night cage fight. So stay tuned for all of that and more. Don't forget you can always be a part of the show by calling the hotline two one six three five two. 3864. And there's just a few days left to get in on the contest for a copy of Hero Realms and Star Realms Frontiers. So don't miss out on that. Go to theologyofgames.com. There's a, a landing page there that will take you directly to the contest so you can get in on it. You have until January 31st at 1159 p.m., but at the stroke of midnight, your time has run out. So get in on that while you can and that's all I've got for right now let's get into the show with our good friend gamer leaf and more here on board games daily hey everybody we've got a special guest here on board games daily we don't do this too often and it's high time we started so i figured who better to have on the show than someone who has his own show Joining me today is Gamer Leaf. How's it going, Leaf?
0: Not too bad. Thank you so much for having me on, Jeremiah. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Glad to have you on. You were one of our our sponsors there for a little while, so folks aren't unfamiliar with you, but let's, uh, let's take it back a little ways here and let's start kind of at the beginning of your gaming journey. How did you... How did you get into tabletop gaming?
0: When I was in the military, yeah, I think it was in the military about, what is it, going on nine, ten, yeah, so many years, 2006, so um, yeah, so a little bit of years ago, um, I was really into UNO. Um, Just recently, my daughter had me pull out our box, and we have like over 30 boxes of different kinds of UNO and stuff, and then, so I got really into collecting that and played those games, and then what three i want to say three years ago during the holiday season i well, be yeah three to eight years ago during the holiday season after my after my wife had already picked up and got into kickstarter and games here and there we played a little bit of different things here and there but then me and my son watched to rodney smith video, of how to play blood Rage. he was what seven at the time yes yeah, so he was seven at the time he's 10 now but we watched a rodney smith video and played Blood Rage and it was like Christmas, even though I kind of fell in love with it since then.
1: That's cool. That's cool. So a little newer to the the gaming hobby, so to speak, uh, you know, kind of the last few years here, although definitely seems like you were a, a gamer at heart. <laughs> so let me ask you this. I like to I like to kind of go a little deeper than than just like, hey, here are the games that we play on the table. Um as a family, you're you're a family guy. You you're married. You have kids. What does what does gaming mean to you as as a family? As you know, as that household that you live in, what what does it mean t- to you guys?
0: It's a time for us to be able to sit down and enjoy each other uh, and be able to play and just have fun. At first, when we first started off, I believe it was back in the Uno days, we had a lot of. I guess, in a sense, you could call it rage quitting. The kids were not old enough to, or big strong enough to flip the tables, per se. <laughs> but a lot of the times that they didn't end up winning, there was a lot of that. But we kind of got over that, told them they needed to stay and play until we are done. And now they all end up beaten. Like, Summoner Wars, I think everybody can take me to school. Yes. Yeah, so even though it's not a tabletop board game, my five-year-old will school me on Smash Brothers for the Switch.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> so you're just getting uh, taken to town all over the place, huh?
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so you you're a big-time contributor. You contribute to the board game community, you create content, you've got a podcast. Tell us about everything that's kind of going on in, in the world of game relief and sort of, you know, take us take us to that origin, how you got started, what made you wake up and say, "Hey, I'm going to do a podcast today." to now and, and so, sort of looking to the future
0: okay well first off i at least i tell people that i suffer from short-term memory loss so a lot of stuff <laughs> it is kind of hard for me to remember but back in when me and my son fell in love with blood rage i decided i wanted to go ahead and contribute to the hobby somehow because i fell in love with it and back in high school i remember that I wanted to be a radio show host. I, that was like a dream of mine. And then podcasting actually made it possible. So I said, hey, let's make a podcast as a family or something that might allow me to be able to do more at home and contribute to the podcast and possibly even be something that I can do full-time at one time. And so we that's when Getting Geeky with Game Relief was formed.
1: Cool. So you... Uh you've been on air with the podcast about two years now. Is that right?
0: Uh, I want to say, let's see here, just over two. Let's see. Yeah. Just over two. We started in May of 2017.
1: Okay. Okay. Great.
0: So what? Almost two. Yeah.
1: Almost two. Yeah. Yeah. So you are, um, I know we're kind of spilling the beans here a little bit, but you're prepping a, a Kickstarter to start soon. Uh, what can you, what can you at this point tell us about it? Obviously, we'll put the disclaimer in everything's kind of subject to change as things get finalized, but what are your goals with that? What do you, what do you, uh, what can you, I guess, what can you tell us?
0: Okay. Yeah, for sure. So it's going to be a lot more modest than we initially did one. Cause we initially did one when I was, had one episode released, but <laughs> now we have what over 300 episodes and we're going to do something a lot more modest in which t- will help us keep the lights on the, podcasts like such as hosting and possibly get a little more updated equipment initially when i did it i was trying to make it so i could pretty much do it full time but that didn't Mm -hmm. pan out i fell miserably but yeah so that's what we're going to do with uh right now we're looking at having content based rewards like something dealing with the podcast and stuff like that. I'm hoping to be able to get some promo pack from publisher, but I'm not sure at the
1: time. Tell us a little bit about the the show itself. I know you do a lot of coverage of Kickstarters and you bring folks onto the show, that kind of thing. Um what what can listeners expect when they when they tune into you?
0: Yeah, most definitely. So initially and we're trying to get back to the roots of it as soon as we can, but initially when we started out we had plans to do the uh, Monday where me and my family will do something in regards to p- doing a role-playing adventure. We haven't been able to do that for forever, but we're hoping to get back to the roots as soon as my wife gets doing her a little bit better. She's got some health problems. And then as well as Wednesdays where our wishlist Wednesdays, which in which we bring on a, a creator that has a game on Kickstarter and then Fridays were supposed to be our family-funded Fridays in which we review games, but we have gone away from that, kind of. So where mainly what I do is I go ahead and bring on Kickstarter, create game people who have uh, game designers and game publishers, they have games on Kickstarter to be able to bring light and knowledge to the world about their new games. I went a little crazy the summer of 2017 and it felt like I was interviewing somebody every night. I've kind of scaled back from there, but we've since that time we've had a, been able to run at least three episodes per week so it's nothing like board games daily where you do at least the five a week but so kind of close i guess
1: yeah well we've even found ourselves scaling back a a little touch here and and at least holding true to the three days a week and and hoping for five it's uh it's it's a daunting task we we did it for a good year and a half uh doing five days a week and uh yeah it's (laughs) it is definitely a, a chore for sure Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week's Game Night Cage Fight. And in
2: this corner,
1: two games enter and one game leaves. Who wins, you decide. Vote on this week's Cage Fight by going to Twitter at BoardGamesDaily. Or call in 216-352-3864. Winner and still champion. Well, we've got a special treat for you this week for our Game Night Cage Fight. We'll be bringing you the results of last week's cage fight in another segment coming up shortly. But... Since we've got gamer Leaf in the house, we're going to turn it over to him, and he's going to introduce this week's cage fight, and we'll we'll discuss who we think should be winning this cage fight for the week. So, Leaf, I'll turn it over to you.
0: Thank you, Jeremiah. So, first off, we've got Cthulhu realms, in which each player tries to reduce their opponent to insanity or have more insanity than their opponent when the deck runs out, it's a deck builder and it also follows the same kind of mechanics as star realms, which it was inspired after and star realms is a spaceship combat deck building game by magic hall of uh, farmer, Darwin castle and Rob Daughtery from white wizard Games.
1: Yeah. So, um, two, two deck builders to, uh, I, I'm gonna well, I'll let you pick your winner first. Tell us who you think's who wins this cage fight and then I'll I'll give my thoughts as we wrap things up.
0: Okay. I'm gonna guess you're gonna go with Star Realms, but I don't wanna give any spoilers, so I'll <laughs> let you like you said, do yours. But I really love them both, but I would have to say Cthulhu Realms wins it for me. Um even though the iconography is a little rough, but once you get through the iconography or they just prefer others, it's hard for me to get it to the table with anybody else.
1: Gotcha. Yep, yeah, you, are, you are correct, sir. I'm going to go with Star Realms on this one. I really like, um, I, to me, it's kind of what you said about the iconography. There's like basically three icons that you need to know to play Star Realms and boom, you're playing the game Super fast, super good. Uh, to me, it's uh, It's in the top three of all-time deck builders. And uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that that one wins the fight for me this week. But who knows? Who knows who's going to vote for what? You know who's going to decide this? The listeners. So hit up our, our Twitter page, at BoardGamesDaily. There, there'll be a post there that you can vote. Also on our Facebook page at Theology of Games, you can go there and vote, or you can call in and plead your case, 216-352-3864, and you will be able to uh, plead the case, sway the vote, however you want to say it, be a part of the conversation here on Board Games Daily. Hey, it's Firestone here, just bringing you a wrap-up from last week's Game Night Cage fight that featured Istanbul versus yokohama so we had put out polls both on facebook and twitter and facebook was pretty decisive 70 percent thought istanbul took the fight and 30 percent thought yokohama on twitter there were quite a bit more votes and the voting was closer Istanbul still won, but it was 56% to 44%. So, we are calling this fight. It is Istanbul, probably by a hair. They're both great games. We love both of these games. Super, super fun games. You would not go wrong playing either one of these. But the community has spoken, and
2: Istanbul wins the fight. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Board Games Daily. This is AJ bringing you some Kickstarter news. Now, there is some awesome stuff going on in the Kickstarter world right now for for gaming. And uh, it's impossible to talk about all of that. But if you don't have time to get on there and browse, you at least get to hear a little bit here. I'm going to talk about a game today called The Golden Sails by Mayday Games. Now, we have Board Games Daily and TheologyofGames.com, and that's how I roll. Absolutely love Mayday Games. They have created some awesome gaming accessories that we use Not only that, but they create and distribute across America my favorite dexterity game, which is Crokinole. They're like the sole distributor of that in the U.S., I think. Otherwise, you're going to have to go uh, get it from a Canadian source, which is not a bad thing. That's where I get my disc. Side trail. Anyways... Uh, so they've created a lot of good games, too. Viceroy, Dead Man's Draw, Hidden Identity Dice Espionage. Uh, lots of good stuff comes from Mayday Games. Good family-friendly stuff. And here's another one called The Golden Sales. This is a re-release uh, that's hit in Kickstarter. They released it back in 2016. Uh, they've done some updates to the game, some uh, redo of the rules a little bit, and uh, artwork, box design, things like that and the price point is amazing. It's $22. A lot of times when we see games on Kickstarter that are that low in price, we think, well, they can't be that good. Well, so let's talk about it and see what you think. The game, The Golden Sales, is basically a set collection slash card drafting game. So each round, you're going to have these um, people who work in different trades. They either are a sorcerer who works in spells, Uh, like, uh, animal tamer who works with animals, uh, cook who works with spices, uh, a, a jeweler who works with, uh, gems. And I think there's one more. I can't remember offhand right now. What you're going to do is you're going to set out cards that have each of these kind of items on it or resources on it. And, um... For the number of players in the game. And you're going to go around and you're going to put one of your specialists on that card. So it's going to have all of those resources on it. Your specialist is going to indicate what type of card it's going to be at the end of the round, though. So, like I said, every resource is on the card. You play a specialist. That indicates what type of card it is. Then, after a specialist has been played on each card in reverse order from playing those specialists you're going to take the card that you want to collect so you don't necessarily have to collect the card that you put a specialist down on maybe somebody put a specialist for spices down on a spice that is really going to enhance your game well maybe you take that instead of the one that you you put the jeweler down on maybe one of the gems but you don't feel like that gems is valuable as the spice that they that they're uh, crafting so that's basically how you draft. Over 12 rounds, whoever has the most points at the end of the 12 rounds uh, wins the game. But the cool thing is, is each uh, item is scored separately in a different way, kind of like a Seven Wonders type of fashion, which I really like. Gems, you're going to collect those and you're going to try and create runs, like a 7, 8, and 9, and then you're going to score the highest point of that run. So you'll score 9 points if you got that seven, eight, nine. And then weapons are going to take away points from players on your left and right. And I know that's the first time I'm mentioning weapons. It's the one I forgot. Um, and so you're going to be taking away points from players on your left and right. Animals are going to be um, scored based upon a, uh, a special uh, card that only you have. It'll tell you like a dragon and two bears equals at 10 points. And so people don't know what kind of animals you're trying to draft. Uh, Spices are, I think, are just totaled up at the end of the game for just a total amount of what you've got with Spices. So there's all sorts of different ways you can score in this game. And as you start collecting these sets and scoring, you have to decide which ones you need to keep going with and keep moving with. And so it's a really nifty game. The way that you put these specialists out... And by the way, you don't get the specialists back until you've played all your specialists. Then you get them back in your hand. So you have to really pick and choose when is the right time to play your specialist on a card so that you can turn the gem on a card into an actual gem rather than a spice, an animal or a weapon or whatnot. So that's the idea of the game. It seems like it's going to be a really neat game. I've not played it yet, but I want to try it out uh, for 22 bucks. I might just be in on this one. What about you? That's it for now. Check you later.
1: Well, Gamer Leaf, thank you so much for what you do to the for the gaming community Keep playing those games and really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, before we get going, let's uh, let's take a second and let you kind of promote yourself, throw, throw all the links out there where people can find you online, uh, social media, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So go ahead and uh, take the floor before we get rolling here.
0: Yeah, most definitely. So the best way to find us would be to go to our website, Gamerleafgo.com. And then we can also be found on any social medias as getting geeky with game relief. That's on Facebook, getting geeky with game relief. And then let's see, actually, actually, let's see, give one say. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and then on the Twitter, we're known as Game Relief Go. Haven't done that, use that as much. It Kind of intimidates me, but trying to get back to the roots of that, using that as well as Instagram, Game Relief Go as well.
1: Got it. So the w- the website is. Gamerleafgo.com. Yes, sir. Gamerleafgo.com. All right. Well, hey, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. No
0: problem. Thanks for having me, Jeremiah. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, gang, that's going to do it. That is one heck of a show, if you ask me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget, wherever you're listening, give us a rating, write a little review. We love five stars. Give us those five stars, please. (laughs) <laughs> anyway not to sound completely lame anyway so no seriously though share the show with folks who you think may like it don't forget you can find us out on twitter at board games daily where you can vote on this week's game night cage fight also you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook at theology of games or go to theologyofgames.com where you can enter that contest for the copy of star realms frontiers and hero realms from our good friends at white wizard games. And let's see, what else should I tell you? If you're listening on anchor, you can just be a part of the show by giving us applause, giving us a follow, or you can use the voice message feature by using the anchor app, or you can call 216-352-3864. Cast your vote. Give your persuasions, if you will, for the weekly Game Night Cage fight. And if you tune in on Wednesday, we'll be starting our topic for the week. You can chat with us there about that. Okay, that's all the housekeeping for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you on Wednesday with another episode of Board Games Daily for my co-hosts, AJ Skifstad and FOT Skyerstone, (laughs) Scott Firestone, thanking our special guest, Gamer Leaf. I'm Jeremiah Isley saying, hey, go play a game, everybody.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by Theologyofgames.com. Don't forget to head over to Theologyofgames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.